Welcome to the Jenny and Barry Show. It's our inaugural week of shows, Barry, and I don't mean to sound like a sideline reporter after, you know, one of those buzzer beaters, but how are you feeling? I feel great. Sellout crowd launches this week. It's our new endeavor to uh, to bring Oklahoma sports content to fans and the written word, the spoken word. I think I think it's going to go great. Working with you is going to be a treat. A few housekeeping items we're going to have to get through, but uh, but we'll uh, we'll indoctrinate our readers and our fans and and get going. Absolutely. And by the way, the Jenny and Barry Show will bring you all things sports in Oklahoma, and we'll come at you twice a week. You can look for us on Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, pretty much everywhere and anywhere you get your favorite podcasts. So uh, of course. We also want to tell you, don't forget to join the crowd at selloutcrowd.com. We got lots of great content coming out there. But this week on the Jenny and Barry Show, we are previewing the upcoming season for the Oklahoma State football team. We'll be talking about Alan Bowman and his MBA from Michigan, Brian Nardo and his 335 defense. And we're even going to talk, Barry, about Bullet and BB. But first, don't call it a comeback, or should we call it a com- comeback? Last season, the Cowboys raced out to a 6-1 and one start. They were ranked in the top 10. They'd beaten Texas. Then over the last five games of the regular season, they won just once, scuttled to a 7-6 and six record. Okay, Barry, so here's the question. Why did the Cowboys stink? It's a, well, it was a stunning, it's a stunning season. Uh, the, the Cowboys beat Texas 41-36 in Stillwater. I think it was October 22nd. Everything's looking great. They're back in the top 10. They're literally a college football playoff contender. And by the end of November, they might have been the worst team in the Big 12. It was just a, uh, a, a total uh, total collapse. It was a collapse physically, lots of injuries. Uh, it was a collapse athletically. They played very poorly. It was a collapse culturally. By the end of the season, eight starters hit the transfer portal. So. A bad two months uh, for the Cowboys. I think two things. One is clearly they weren't as good as we thought they were when they were six and one and, and ranked ninth in the country. Texas would love to have that game back uh, when yours looked terrible. Uh, but still, you could see the you could see the core of a, of a really good team. Then injuries hit. The offense just totally uh, disappeared. You know, the Cowboys didn't run the ball at all down the stretch. Even when things were going good in September and early October, they weren't running the ball. Mike Gundy's talked about that. So OSU was a little bit of a mirage. Then the injuries hit. Spencer Sanders, clearly something was going on uh, chemistry-wise. Uh, he, uh, he he chose not to play a game or two. There was some friction with the coaching staff. He hits the portal after the regular season. All kinds of things contributed to that to that kooky season. Felt like a snowball to me, Barry. I mean, you talk about you lose guys off the offensive line, then Spencer Sanders gets hurt or, you know, whatever. Um, They have to play Garrett Rangel, young quarterbacks. We even saw Gunnar Gundy out there. And then not being able to run the football. They just didn't, with the offensive line, sort of in tatters, not what they wanted to be. And then a running back group that was just okay and young to some degree, it just kind of snowballed. And the defense I didn't think was was terrible. I mean, it wasn't necessarily great, but I it definitely wasn't good enough to make up for what they lost offensively. And yeah, those last few games of the season were just really hard to watch, whether you were a Cowboy fan or not. So now the you, question... You said, Jacko, you said something really interesting there. 
a lot of people dumped on the defense for two reasons. One, out of habit, been doing that in Stillwater for 20 years. Uh, but number two, uh, they did have a couple of games where you know, Kansas, Kansas State run wild on them. But you're right. The OSU defense held up pretty good. And my Big 12 efficiency ratings, I had OSU the number five defense in the Big 12 and not all that far from moving up even higher. Defense was not the problem. The offense just totally went away. And even in the in this sort of uh, more normal Big 12 era where you don't have to score 45 points a game to win, you got to have a little bit. Cowboys scored 85 points total in their last six games last season. That's not enough to win in any league. Definitely not. So now the question becomes, you've got new quarterback, you've got a wide receiver group that's seen a lot of turnover, young running backs have now become your go-tos, new defensive coordinator. True or false? And I'm going to take the first answer on this one. True or false? Is this going to be a turner? This is going to, if we're going to ask true or false, I got to ask an actual question. True or false? This is going to be a turnaround season. I'll say true. And a lot of the reason for that is history. Oklahoma State under Mike Gundy has not had a lot of bad seasons becoming or so-so seasons becoming two or three or four. They just don't do that. So are they going to win 10 games this year? I'm not going to go that far just yet, but I do think this is going to be a better season just because Mike Gundy has got a formula that they don't let one bad season become multiple bad seasons. No, it, it's a good point. That consistency has been the hallmark of Gundy's tenure at OSU. Um, winning seasons every year since his first year, 05, bowl games every year. Uh, you know, a bad season is what we saw, seven and six. And they do rebound. I don't want I don't want to call this a turnaround season, though, because um, to me, uh, nine wins would be a turnaround. If they can go nine and four, that's a turnaround. I don't know if they can get there. If they do, it it will be. Uh, I will say this: the schedule's incredibly easy. This is a very easy schedule, tailor made for success. The one Power Five conference. Uh, non-conference team they're playing is Arizona State. The Sun Devils are rebuilding. Uh, OSU avoids in conference play all four Texas legacy schools. They play Houston, the newcomer, but they miss Texas. They miss Texas Tech. They miss TCU. They miss Baylor. All are picked in the upper half of the Big 12. Texas Texas Tech considered uh, contenders to make it to Arlington. TCU is in the national championship game. Very easy schedule, tailor-made for success. So a big turnaround is possible, but I'm not ready to say it's going to happen yet. All right. So if they're going to have an improved season, who's going to have a bigger impact? I got two names for you. Is Alan Bowman going to have a bigger impact, or is Brian Nardo going to have a bigger impact? Well, if the impact is positive, I think it's going to have to be Alan Bowman. Uh, everybody's impressed. I think you are. I am. Everybody's impressed with Brian Nardo, the new coordinator uh, from Division II, Pennsylvania State Athletic Conference, Gannon University. Did I get it right? Gannon. Yeah, he's, right. He's, he's, yeah, he's Gannon. Uh, our old pal Mike Yersich is Shippensburg. Yep. Uh, next year, Gundy can go get him a coach from Westchester, I think. <laughs> but anyway, um, you got you got uh, Nardo is going to, I think he's going to impact positively the OSU defense, but the, uh, the upside of the OSU defense, the uh, improvement scale is not all that great. 
Uh, so I don't know what kind of in positive impact he can make other than small. The, in the uh, improvement window for the OSU offense is massive, and that's where Alan Bowman could make a huge impact. I don't even know if he's going to end up being the quarterback. But if he does and he plays well and this offense can get in gear, find a running game, which would allow the line to protect Bowman, I think the potential is there for, for the Cowboys to sort of return to their, to their high-scoring ways. But, um, you know, I need to see it happen. But I do think Bowman has the, has the potential to make a huge impact. You know, Spencer Sanders, four years, was an excellent quarterback for the Cowboys, all Big 12 and 21. Um, but uh, Sanders made a lot of plays with his feet. Mike Gundy said it the other day. Spencer was our tailback. Uh, you yeah. know, most of the most of last season, for all intents and purposes, but uh, it's been a while since the uh, since the Cowboys had a real gunslinger in the pocket, a guy that can make all the throws. Bowman showed he could do that at Tech. It's been three years ago since he showed it. Two lost seasons at Michigan, but the potential is there. Yeah, I mean, this if he if he becomes the new Mason Rudolph, that that pocket passer that can find guys. I mean, to me, that could be that could be really interesting to see what that looks like. But you're right, Barry, the the OSU offense, which has long been upheld as, you know, the thing that has carried the Cowboys along to all these bull trips and, you know, Big 12 championship a few years back in 11 and then a return to the championship game. It's all been about offense largely along the way. But the OSU offense has sputtered in recent years. And so I think this is, it's going to be interesting to see what new wrinkles Casey Dunn and this offense bring to the table. There's been talk about how things are going to look a little bit different with the offense, with Alan Bowman potentially. So, I mean, I, I guess I believe that it's going to be Alan Bowman when you've got a, a transfer coming in. He does have the NBA from Michigan. He is a six-year guy. He's 23. He just brings experience to the table that Garrett Rangel does not. Now, we've heard really positive things about Garrett Rangel. He doesn't look like the quarterback that finished out the season a year ago for the Cowboys. So I don't know if that makes me feel good about Garrett Rangel. I guess it does, but there's also a little bit of trepidation in my mind about Alan Bowman. If he's not looking like the best guy, is that a cause for concern? I, I think he'll ultimately be the, the starter, but it's going to be really interesting. That's why, the, Barry, these first three games, while they may not be against good teams necessarily for the Cowboys, they're wildly interesting because of the quarterback situation. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, you know, Gundy told us, you know, last week, he said he's going to play multiple quarterbacks. They're playing Central Arkansas. They better be playing multiple quarterbacks. You better not need whoever your starter is to go the whole way or, uh, you know, we've, we've got a new discussion on our hands. All right, let's get to some predictions about players, Barry. Uh, as we talk about Alan Bowman, obviously bring new, brings newcomers to mind, uh, lots of them on the Cowboys roster, not unlike most college football teams nowadays with the transfer portal. See a lot of newcomers coming in. So is Alan Bowman the newcomer of the year for the Cowboys this year? Um, I'm going to say no. Just if he's the starting quarterback, yes. But just in case he's not, I've got another one for you, and that's Justin Kirkland, the nose guard from uh, transferred from Utah Tech, which is uh, is a uh, of course a uh, not on the level of the Big Twelve, but 
Kirkland is one of those 340-pound nose guards. If you're going to play a three-man front, you got to have a run-stuffing nose guard who just takes up the middle of the field. Uh, think uh, the big boy from Baylor, from 21, who just so dominated uh, Oklahoma State in that uh, Big 12 championship game. The Cowboys couldn't run anywhere close uh, up the gut. And I don't know if Kirkland can play up to that level, but Kirkland uh, has been drawing rave reviews. Gundy seems thrilled with him. Uh, he's uh, Sometimes guys can get uh, sort of lost uh, at a uh, at a uh, lower level, uh, like Utah Tech, and he's a guy that uh, I think can make a big difference. And uh, he's he's the guy I'm going to go with. Gundy loves those big nose guards. I think they're going to do everything they can to to uh, build around him with that new Brian Nardo three man front. I love just seeing Justin Kirkland's measurables, Barry. 6'4", 346. How is that even possible? That's crazy town. Well, I mean, he, he, he weighed 342 and he had a pizza last night. That's exactly how it's possible. <laughs> well, I love Justin Kirkland just because of those numbers. And I agree. I think he could be the newcomer of the year for the Cowboys. But I think another guy to watch out for is Deshaun's... Uh, easy for me to say, Dejon Stribling, the wide receiver who's from Hawaii by way of Washington State, bigger guy uh, at the wide receiver position. You know, obviously huge losses in the portal at the at the wide receiver position. We know the talent and the success that Oklahoma State has had at wide receiver over the years. Clearly, they need some production from a variety of people. Um, I think Stribling could be a guy that that is that kind of producer for the Cowboys. So I'm looking for him to have a big impact on this offense as well. Uh, okay. I like, what I like about- him a lot. You know, uh, our man Casey Dunn talked about Stribling uh, following in the footsteps of Tay Martin, who was a very good receiver for OSU, who also transferred from Washington State. Hey, if they get anything close to Tay Martin out of Stribling, they're going to feel really, really good about what he's brought to the table. All right, let's talk MVP. Who's going to be the MVP of this team, Barry? You going? I, if it's Alan Bowman, it's the Alan Bowman Show. The Jenny Barry Show has become the Alan Bowman Show. But who's your MVP this year? The Alan Bowman Show reminds me of the Alan Brady Show. Isn't that isn't that who Dick Van Dyke wrote for uh, <laughs> back in the uh, in the old days of CBS Television, 1962 edition? Um, I'm not going to go with Alan Bowman. I am going to go with Colin Oliver. Colin Oliver was playing defensive end the last two years. Cowboys rotate a bunch. He plays maybe 30 plays a game. Became a uh, sort of a freshman sensation. Wasn't as productive last season. Some of that was the scheme. He's now moved to uh, edge linebacker in the uh, in the three three five. So. Uh, he's going to have to play more. I don't think the Cowboy depth at linebacker is as good as it was on the line last year. I don't think you want to limit all, uh, Colin Oliver's plays. I think he's got the potential for a big year pass rushing. I think uh, the sacks are going to come. I think he's going to become a star. I think Colin Oliver, this this OSU team, I think uh, is going to have to be led by defense at least uh, for a good chunk of this season. I think Colin Oliver has a chance to do that. I think he's going to be the MVP of this team. Well, I'm going with the Alan Bowman show. I'm picking Alan Bowman to be the MVP. Now, again, he has to become the starter. 
you know, if he's not the starter and Garrett Rangel is, and, and he's all the things that some people are saying he's been in fall practice, maybe it's, maybe it's just the quarterback. Maybe that's, that is where the uh, MVP comes, but this offense is going to have to be much better for Oklahoma state to have the kind of year that they want to have. And I think the reason I'm going with Bowman is number one, I think he does become the starter, but number two, I think he's extremely motivated to make this a season to remember, as you mentioned, Barry, three years ago, you know, he's playing at Texas tech. He transfers to Michigan, obviously with the high hopes of of playing for the Wolverines. Instead, he gets buried on the bench. I got to think this guy is motivated to make the absolute most out of this one last go that he has as a college football player. I mean, I don't, I assume we haven't had a chance to talk to him yet. I assume he has NFL hopes and dreams. And if you're going to go, you know, try to get to that level, you got to be a starter at the college level. So he obviously wants to make the most of this year. So I think if he is a starter, I think he has a chance to have a really good year. Um, Let's talk. We just talked MVP. But let's talk best player because sometimes the best player and the most valuable player are not the same. Who's the best player on this Cowboy team for you, Barry? I think it's one of two guys. I think I'm going to go with Brennan Presley. All right. Uh, I think Presley has been uh, – he's been widely used. This is not a guy that's been, you know, sort of forgotten. He got the Cowboys in catches last year. But I think he's a, he's a special talent. I think the Cowboys know that to uh, they got to become more of a big play offense. I don't know that down the field with the home run balls, the, you know, they lost some of, some of the guys that can do that. With uh, that can stretch the field. I think Brennan Presley is a guy getting sort of the Josh Richardson type uh, type uh, model. A guy getting the ball on screens, mm-hmm. uh, quick slants, uh, reverses, those kinds of things. I think Brennan Presley has a chance to to become a breakout star this year. I think he's probably going to be their best player. I'm going to go on the defensive side. I loved what you said about Colin Oliver before, and I could be swayed by that, but I also think Kendall Daniels has a chance to emerge as the best player for the Cowboys. Um, Super talented, uh, obviously uh, growing pains over the first couple of years, playing in the secondary as a young guy. We started to see him come around late last season, look more polished, look more consistent. I think in this defense that with the three, three, five, he's going to anchor that backside for the Cowboys. I think this could be a huge year for Kendall Daniels. I think he could show when you see him just walking around, you're for me, my eyes, you know, sort of light up. He looks like a big time college defender. And I think he's ready to have that type of season where you go, he's the best player on the field. All right, before the we show's, get to Jacko, the show's always already going great. I had Kendall Daniels written down as my best player at the very last second. It just popped into my mind. Say Brennan Presley. Talk about Brennan Presley on the off chance that Jacko wants to talk about Kendall Daniels. This is going swimmingly. It, it's it's Step as aside, we- Alan Brady Show. We're coming after your audience. <laughs> All right. Before we get to a lightning round, last in-depth question before lightning round and then predictions. Most important game on the schedule, Barry. What is it for Oklahoma State this year? Um, I think in every regard, it's Bedlam. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, just forget, forget rivalries, forget conference realignment, forget all that stuff. The highest 
the the team that's picked uh, what are the Sooners picked third? They're picked third. Uh, K State's picked second. Both come to Stillwater. If you want to make the case for K State, you can. Uh, but uh, the Sooners come in in early November. Uh, that'll be a, a game where potentially both teams are still in the race for Arlington. Winner might be get kicked out of the race. Winner stays. Add in the rivalry. You know, it's you know Bedlam uh, has been played every year since 1904. And then, of course, the drama of this is going to be the last Bedlam for quite a while yeah. because uh, we don't have visionaries uh, walking the earth anymore. So um, it's going to be huge on every front. People uh, bemoaning or celebrating the end of Bedlam, whatever the case may be. But uh, a great tradition comes to an end. Uh, the, na the national media will be here, I believe, just because of, uh, you know, the, the thing people don't remember, OU fans particularly don't want to admit this, but Bedlam has become a national brand in the last 20 years. Absolutely. Become, and, you know, when I was a kid and a, and a young writer, we used Bedlam all the time, and nationally, people didn't really recognize it. Now it's on the it's on the tongue of every major commentator, every major writer. It's become a national brand, and it's going to go away. This will be the last rendition, uh, barring bowl games, for a while. So that'll be huge. It'll be huge. Yeah, and and Bedlam has become a brand because these two teams have played games that have had a big impact, not just in the state, but on the Big Twelve, on the national picture. I mean, that may be the case again this year. I hope it is. I hope both teams come into that Bedlam game with great records, high expectations. I hope that's the case because a high-stakes Bedlam for the last football Bedlam would just be fitting. What you did say, Barry, though, about K-State, I think that's a really important game for the Cowboys as well. Early in the schedule, October 6th, um, it's, not the, it's not the opener. They've got to go to Iowa State first, um, but it's coming off an off week. Obviously, K-State. You know, I think I, nobody would be surprised if the Wildcats are in the Big 12 title game, win the Big 12 title game this year. They have that type of team. But that is a game that is going to be huge for Oklahoma State. If they win, holy cow, uh, everybody's going to set up and take notice. I think that's a huge one for Oklahoma State as well. All right, let's have some fun with the lightning round, Barry. Just some quick answers to these questions. First of all, favorite game day tradition at OSU? I'm going to go tailgating. Uh, Cowboys have turned uh, the campus into a great ta tailgating spectacle in all corners of the campus, spreading everywhere. Really done a great job making it part of uh, OSU's game day. I have to go with Bullet running onto the field in pregame. Nothing better than Bullet coming out of the tunnel and sprinting across the uh, across the field. Speaking of Bullet, you got Bullet or BB Barry? I got Bullet. I'd take, Dan, uh, I'd take Don Beebe, the old, the old Buffalo Bill receiver over this Beebe. Give me bullet every day. People love Beebe, though. They have the kid with Beebe. They love the little horse. Beebe's a fan favorite among a lot of people, but it's got to be bullet. Okay, last of the lightning round. Have you ever been freaked out by Pistol Pete, Barry? Yes, I have been freaked out by Pistol Pete. Um, and it's really not a memory. At some point young in my life, Three, four years old. I don't even remember it, but I have the faint, mis faint uh, image of being in an OSU game. My dad took me to a basketball game, I think, and there was P Pistol Pete. He scared the heck out of me. 
Uh, now he only scares me when he shoots off that pistol. But when I was a little, little kid, I remember thinking, oh, this guy, this guy's a little scary. Uh, Pistol Pete only freaked me out for like the first 20 something years of my life. So yes, he's freaked me out. All right. Time for predictions, Barry. What will OSU's regular season record be? What you got him at? I've got OSU at eight and four. Uh, the schedule's easy. Uh, it certainly could get uh, rise above that. But I think OSU's part of the great unwashed in the middle of the Big 12. Going to win some, lose some. Uh, I'm going to go eight and four. I think eight and a half is the is the prediction. If you're if you're a betting person, it's probably where you got to make a decision. I'm going to go nine and three. Um, you got to say OSU isn't going to be favored against K State or OU. Then the question becomes: Can you win games at Iowa State? Uh, then you've got that stretch of eight straight weeks of games that finish up at UCF, at Houston, against BYU. Can the Cowboys manage that stretch of eight games? in a row and win some of those games that might be toss-ups. I think that's where the schedule flips between, say, eight wins and nine wins. All right, that's it for our show this week. Thanks for joining us on the Jenny and Barry Show, OSU Preview Edition. And you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you get your favorite podcasts. And, of course, you can find us at selloutcrowd.com. If you haven't signed up for our emails already, what in the world are you waiting for? Go there. Do it now. It's free. Please join the crowd.